Hello and welcome to a new episode of Honest and Mean. But not too obscene. No, if I throw. No, you got it right. You okay, got it right. You. Sorry. Did I just, yeah, I just wanted to mess with you a little bit. Okay, thank you. Okay, so uh, today we have a quite interesting discussion, actually. Um, and we. Ooh. <laughs> ooh sorry. sorry the, the, the desk creaked. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> It's fine. I don't I'll think the mic can pick it up actually, so it might sound like we're talking. Well, if you hear circles. something odd, everything is under control. Well, um, <laughs> yeah. So t- today we're looking at um, schools versus universities, mm-hmm. right? And the the effects, sort of the stress and the lifestyle can have on students in each, and the support services in each, and what you can get. Uh, out of each yeah sorry that was a, a very sort of long-winded sentence but i guess no no but it, it does kind of mm, tell you about the essence of what we are trying to discuss today yeah yeah the differences yeah. so in, in a sense i think question one or you know sort of starting point is why or is there a difference between schools and universities is there a difference in terms of well that's the question what is the the difference if there is one mm-hmm. that leads to uh, sort of more indicators, I guess, in a way, in university of people seeking, um, you know, mitigating circumstances or support services, or is there something that leads to, to this happening in university that doesn't happen much in schools? Right. How about we talk about it from the perspective of your experiences right. and my experiences in college, okay. and what is it like at university, and okay. that way we can pick up what was different. So, what was your experience in? Let's say in college. So when we mean college, we mean 16 to 17. Okay. So like in school, terms of the support right. services. High school. Well, uh, I come from a uh, like a society that still has a lot of mental health stigma. Mm-hmm. So. So do I. Yeah. So yeah. So, no, but I mean in terms of where I was schooled. Like I, yeah. I, I, you, you were you were brought up like your schooling was college was here in the UK, wasn't it? College, yes, but school, yeah. no. Um, so f- for me, uh, my college equivalent was in a society that had that still has large sort of like mental health stigma okay um so i i don't think it would be fair to compare support services because they're pretty much non-existent back home you know what i mean right yeah Mm, so in that case i can share my experience from college and i think number one thing is knowing that you have somebody to go to and the most obvious thing that I can say is, unfortunately, at university, once you're here, mm-hmm. you do feel like you're left by yourself. And I know that there's support that is being sort of talked about all the time, but I never actually felt there was that one person that if I needed anything, and by anything, I mean just going and saying, oh my God, I'm so lost. I don't know why I'm lost, but I'm just so confused about all of this. Just help me through it. I don't actually feel like I had that person, even though we do get a personal tutor, and that's the common thing between college and university, we do get a personal tutor. Unfortunately, my experience with both of them was terrible. I see. And in college, it was terrible because of, you know, when you are meant to trust your teachers Mm -hmm. or lecturers, I just didn't trust my personal tutor. You know know what, actually, I think that's a common, there's there's been research on these things. Has there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and actually... um, Kings is one of the leading uh, universities in the world that do For research on, on mental health related Okay, issues. okay. Um, I thought in terms of support. No, not support. No, and I say that and I run a support service at Kings. You know, yeah, because yeah. you're trying to improve it. Um, 
but it, it's a lot of the, the sort of your conventional personal tutor or teacher, mm-hmm. they typically feel uh, out of depth, um, you know, and like if someone was to come up to them with a mental health issue, yeah, they wouldn't know what to do. They, 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 mm-hmm. they would report feeling out of depth. I think the uh, a research conducted by Dr. Nicola, uh, oh, I met Dr. Nicola personally, but I can't remember her last name. Well, let's call her, let's yeah. refer to her as Dr. Nicola, yeah? Dr. Nicola, yeah, she's a lovely person, yeah, yeah. lovely person. And um, the result was, you know, out of, was that a lot of tutors or teachers, they'd report that mm-hmm. being sort of feeling out of depth, you know, they, I don't know what to do. Right. Um, and I think a big issue that is, I think we just, we don't, the, the teachers, they aren't trained to, to be able to understand what to do. You know what I can say? Um, the first thing that I would consider the reason for this mm. would be the fact that often you don't have a institution, and by institution I mean the position of a personal tutor as a separate thing, right? Mm. Personal tutor is often just a teacher, right? Yeah. That happened to be a personal tutor. And at university that's the same case. Somebody, My personal tutor was um, a lecturer for a certain module that I was studying. He wasn't teaching me though. Right. And that's another thing. Is it a good idea that they're not just, that it's not a different sort of position to be a personal tutor? Because if it was, maybe the training would be different. Right. Maybe, the, for example, applying for such position, you the university would be looking for different things. Mm. I feel like it was created as a kind of second-hand thing. If you're keen and if you want to help, you might as well help. But it will never be a priority for them, you right? You know what, I, I actually don't think it was created for, to be like a second-hand thing, but it's effectively became one. Because you know, people don't know what to do. Really. Well, people don't know what to do, but as you said, yeah. there is no training. There's no training no. from the kind of mental health point of view. So, for yeah. example, I come up to a tutor, um, and my mental health issue is the fact that I, let's say, I have, I know it's very sensitive, but let's say I have identity issues, right? right? The sort of training and understanding that a personal tutor would have to have to be able to even assist me a minimal amount yeah. would be have to be so. Kind of so deep in a way, you know. Can I just say, like, so, so I, I would probably have in that sense more training than your average tutor. Mm-hmm. Right? Having said that, um, the training, the, the sort of the the baseline training that people get, is not for something sort of as deep as like an identity crisis. You know, like it's typically um, people who have sort of depression and anxiety mm-hmm. are free are feeling. Uh, some sort of loneliness, having particular sort of issues, um, because at some point you have to refer people that get to a certain point to a professional, mm-hmm. right? And I think that baseline training is sort of what, what we need, you know, at least. Which doesn't exist. Which doesn't, it doesn't exist. But it doesn't, okay, so that's definitely the common thing between college and university. Mm-hmm. There is just no training. But you know what, I think the biggest difference actually mm-hmm. in terms of that is universities have the cash to do the training. They do, yes. Yeah. Are they using the card, though? Uh, no, not really. They, they, no. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's terrible. Oh, anyway. But on the point of cash, actually, mm. do you not think that the money aspect mm. has a role to play in kind of how open students are at university compared to college in terms of actually talking about their problems, reporting problems? I think for sure. I, I was actually I was looking at a few things. Um, um, and you know, so Action for Children reported 
that 33% of students between 13 and 18 report mm-hmm. having mental health and emotional problems such as depression, lack right. of sleep uh, or motivation. Uh, the mental health, um, what are they called? Hold on. Uh, mental Health Foundation, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what they're called. Uh, they report more than one in tel- 10 children aged 10 to 15 say they have no one to talk to uh, or wouldn't talk to anyone in school if they felt worried or sad, right? Um, and, fif- and the report, the research shows that 50% of mental health problems are established by the age of 14 and 75 by the age of 24, you know? So this is a big issue in schools. It's just uh, there's not much done about it. Um, now, in university, mm-hmm. because you pay for it, right? It's a service, in a way, uh, an education-providing service. Mm-hmm. You get the opportunity to use, you know, to, to sort of say, well, no, I actually am going through something, and I, and I, I, I want to sort of do this exam later or right. submit this later. You, you, you get that because it's a paid-for service. Right, but do you not also think that a huge factor in all of this is the fact that you are just older, your understanding is different. I don't know if you will remember how you were when you were 14. Mm. In comparison to what you're like now, when you're at university, right. would you have had the same understanding back then that you have now? Of, of what? Of mental health, you mean? Of mental health, of mm, kind of something is, going, something is going on, something is wrong, but you're not sure what it is. And now you kind of have those answers because there's more awareness. People talk about pro- mental health problems more. You can relate to people because you hear stories and you think, oh God, I think I'm going through this now, right? Whereas when you were 14, it's like, yeah, let me take it as it is and just kind of keep going. Do you not think that plays a huge role, that your understanding is different? That money is money, of course, mm. but your understanding of the fact that you can actually get help I, is also different. I'm going to say I don't have your conventional sort of... Because, I, I, again, I didn't grow up mm-hmm. in this country, so I, I don't know how it is or how it was in this country in schools. Um, so for me, it's obviously different. But uh, if I was back home now... Mm-hmm. 14-year-old me or me today back home would probably have the same level of awareness, right? right? Because of this just general stigma that sort of, you know, people don't talk about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I see no reason why you at 14 here, knowing about these issues, wouldn't be able to talk about it, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it makes sense. Obviously, the stresses the change as you grow older, right? Like, now you're in university, you have to worry about your own money, you know, you're not sort of leeching off your parents. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to worry about well, your own bills. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. no, but I mean, generally, you're no either shade. on a loan or uh, you're sponsored. Or you have or, a job. Or, or you have a job. Yeah, uh, obviously, there's a lot, a big portion of students whose parents pay for their education mm-hmm. completely, understandably, Indeed. right? But I mean, just generally, there's so many other things that go into it. You have to pay your own bills, you know, you have to report your own sort of council tax, mm-hmm. right? Well, um, so think about it now. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that? university can be something that sparks so let's say you had a tendency to develop a certain mental condition right Right. there's mental conditions that only kind of would be activated let's say Mm. after a traumatic event after a stressful time after something that was significant in your life Mm. and in like a negative way so do you think that university is the reason in itself why often the mental health problems would manifest themselves or it just so happens that in that sort of turbulent time in your life, you're kind of growing older, you have different stresses, but you're also in that age when you start dating, um, that you're making all different types of decisions, what you're doing next, that it's not the university in itself. It's just that awkward time that happens to coincide with 
the time when people go to university. No, I, I think university plays a big role. To be in honest. what way? In, in, in that university in, is in itself a stress, right? Because... Why? What is what stressful? Do you mean, well, what do you mean what no, is stressful? No, 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 I know exactly yeah, they, what they, you're talking about. Yeah, they, they give you... They, they're, they're, you have expectations expected of you that you have to meet by a certain timeline. You do, yes. Right? That are, c- coincide that with the amounts of information you're commuting mm-hmm. you, uh, in, in, you know, you're computing in your head. Yeah. Um, with within a very limited amount of time, you know, like a degree is three years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but how about college? Well, no, no, no I, I'm not saying it's different. I'm okay. just, I'm saying, right, okay. I, I'm saying that's just how it is. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whether you be in college or whether you be in school, you would still, or sorry, university, you'd be still going through that similar sort of. Um, I'm not sure how the college system is here, but I, I reckon university would would probably be more stressful because of the all the external factors that you add to it. Right. Okay. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So things like the fact that you have most people would have moved out, started mm. trying to be independent, sharing a flat with people that probably they met half an hour ago, and they need to get on with them for because sure, if they don't, sure. and a lot of people move from different countries. You know. Indeed. Yes. So the families away. Yeah. So would you say that we can kind of conclude in on that aspect that college and university in terms of the stress don't differ as much. It's just the amount of external factors mm. that make that stress that more more difficult to deal with possibly and i think you know it might differ you know mm-hmm. maybe the the because the work is a lot more difficult in university that it's at the same time a lot more stressful possibly yeah but think about it that way when you're at university mm-hmm. for example for us studying law some people would have applied for vac schemes they might have been offered a training contract so they need to get there to one but there's also a lot of people that go through university and they don't have like a position secured, so they don't know if they need to get a two one, a first or a third. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And Ex- compared to college, factors, again, yeah. yeah. But compared to college, when you once you submit your UCAS application, what happens? Stress happens. You know, at the end of the year, you need to get your A star AA to be able to get into law at Kings, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't get that, too bad. You why? Yeah. Because it's competitive. So, I wouldn't say that the stress that university is that much more challenging in that sense because I think the stress in college is actually very very bad oh no I, I 100% agree and, and the, the statistics say that right they say that a lot of these uh, that 50% of many mental health uh, issues related mm-hmm. to schools the mental health foundation report are by the age of 14 you know and then 75 by the age of 24 and obviously like these things sort of the college or university they're, mm-hmm. they're part of the reason you know, the, what the, happens? the incredible expectations placed on people um, because it's not as simple as it was back in the day mm-hmm. to, you know um, it, it's just it's difficult yeah but do you not think that uh, we mentioned that for example the fact that you're paying for it you have much more freedom in terms of oh I want to move an exam I want mm. to reset an exam mm. I want to redo a whole year I might want to just do a completely different course after I studied for two years mm. it is very flexible so do you think universities are doing a good job in giving providing you with the flexibility to take the stress off your shoulders I, I don't I don't necessarily mm, I don't necessarily think universities are doing a bad job okay right I think support services are typically understaffed in, mm-hmm. in universities. You know, I think ten uh, percent of the King's student population last year uh, have uh, applied for counselling. Okay, That's three thousand students. Right. Right. Imagine how many counsellors we have. As compared, I'm not quite sure the number is, but compare that to three thousand students, and you don't go through one session; you go through multiple. Mm-hmm. Right. How are you going to fit that in? Um, you so just I, can't. No, it's difficult. It's just very understaffed. 
But I, I don't think, so I think you look at that and you compare it to school and you're like, oh yeah, universities are doing a good job. Mm-hmm. No, it's actually, schools are doing a shit job, you know? Like right, right, right. Don't level down. Oh, so when you, when you look in comparison to the schools, he's like, oh, it doesn't look as bad. Yeah. But both are shit. Yeah, right? yeah. Just one is more shit than the other. Yeah, That's yeah. What it is. And because one is vastly more or less funded than the mm-hmm. other, right? Like universities make a shit ton of money. Um, well, at the end of the day, it's a business. Uh, well, that's on the unfortunate part, right? It, it changes from becoming an education provider to a business. And as a result, now Sorry. you're looking at uh, how to optimize your efficiency rather than how to make sure you're providing a solid education and having your students come out uh, prepared for life. You know? mm-hmm. But anyway, that's a different issue. Um, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's an interesting topic for a different yeah. kind of episode. Yeah, I, I think I have sort of the... the from moving on, like from support services, mm-hmm. um, I think there's there's one more thing I have here on my list, and it's uh, suicide rates um, for students at university. Uh, well, I think generally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, the first problem is the fact that suicides amongst university students are often not. They are reported, mm. but they're not published mm. um, in the way that I think they should be, in my opinion, that people should be made aware of that. So um, we were talking before we started recording about um, the suicides that happened at the University of Bristol. And it was the death, the suicides of freshers. And what do you think about it? If they are freshers and the deaths happened um, kind of between the September and November when it was reported, so it's such a short period of time, you yeah. know? and. It's sort of scary when you think about it, when you're at university and you start reading about this. It could be scary to those students, right? Mm -hmm. But people would like to know that things like this happen. Mm, I remember also talking to someone about that nobody ever publishes um, statistics about suicide rates for universities such as Oxford and Cambridge. Mm -hmm. The ones that are are seen as the most challenging, the most mm, kind of difficult to get through, right? Mm -hmm. You hear about those people getting their graduate jobs, but is it what you want to know before you send your kids there? Is it what you want to know as a student before you go there, right? Mm-hmm. Would it play a role that you would go to university and you thought, oh, there were five suicides in a year. Oh, I won't go anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the actual role of the university in all of this? Can you actually contrib- like, attribute this in anything that the university has done in itself? I don't think so. I, I mean, I, I don't know if you... Because typically with these things, you're not looking for causation, right? You're not saying universities have made five people commit suicide. That's no, not no. what you're looking at. You're well, looking you're looking at, at some correlations, Yes, though. for sure, for sure. And I think the decision to report something or not, or to record something mm-hmm. or not in the first place, um, you know, it does fall back on the university. I, I might be cynical, you know, in that sense, but why would they want to record something that reflects badly on them when they know that the result is not going to be favorable? You okay. know what I mean? Um, it, yeah, it's not like if it was like a government sort of like an independent, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, but it's, mm-hmm. it's a business. I mean, I'm not going to report, uh, I don't want to report how many of my students have sort of gone through issues because, um, you know what? It um, just doesn't look good. W- yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it, it, it yeah. would look good if my support services were working in such a way that I can show you how many students have sought help and got it. Mm-hmm. But because I know how many students sought help or I have and an idea nothing. and got nothing, well, why would I, I wouldn't talk about want it? to report it, yeah. It's just, mm, it, it's terrible, you know, but it is what it is, unfortunately, for now. It's just, it needs, it's just... Yeah. I think the, prob- the huge problem about all of this is when you look at mental health at university, 
And for example, the reason why people interrupt studies mm -hmm. and why people defer exams, mitigate for um, exams for coursework. Often the mental health problem is a result of something that happens in your personal life, right? Um, it could be. Could it could be, well be. Yeah, it could be that it's a result of something that happens in your personal life or you find the experience overwhelming. Because remember yourself when you kind of started university. Mm -hmm. We're always told, well, we were told, I remember being told, oh, once you get it, you need kind of dive deep, start talking to people and ask people for coffee in the first few weeks because you don't form a group in the, within the first few weeks, you probably will be left by yourself. And all of this, mm. the amount of information and the amount of things you should be doing, sign up to a society, right. go to meetings, go to socials, it can be overwhelming. 100%, 100%. And sometimes it's so difficult to take yourself out of it because you feel like if I do, well, I felt like this, if you take yourself out of it, you'll be missing out. Right? Yeah. You will be missing out. And this, the thing with, oh, I won't meet uh, those people that I could be meeting. Oh, am I going to be by myself? It will be so lovely to have like a study buddy. It will be lovely to, you know? Mm. And all those things. Who am I going to be living next year? Because first year is university holds, but like next year it's not going to be anymore. So I need to get close to someone, you know? I think it's just a very challenging time in terms of the amount of changes that happen. Oh, for sure. For and sure. I also consider this being quite a vulnerable stage for people to... Mm, when a lot of issues can kind of manifest themselves, right? Because of the circumstances and because of the environment mm, that you're in. The fact that it's so unfamiliar, that you need to adjust to so many things and the support is shit, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. can you blame university for this? I don't think the university in itself is the reason for that, but I think it g gives a great platform for all those problems to kind of mm, see daylight. Because suddenly everything else comes into play and you start seeing that you struggle with things that you didn't struggle with before. That, that's fair. And I, I think the major issue is that like, as much as universities can't be the only problem, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like they're helping, you know what I mean? It's, it, yeah, it, it, they don't, you're, you have understaffed support services, you know, and I'm not, I don't know what the budget is, to be honest, so I'm not gonna comment mm -hmm. on that. But then with all these things, your students, they aren't getting the support they need, you know, regardless of whether you caused that problem or not, you are a part of it, you know, as in you, you have caused, you not necessarily caused, but you are part of why these problems arise and you're not doing anything, doing about, anything it. about it. Well, I mean, but you know what? I think a huge factor is also the, how the system operates in terms of college is done, exams happened, mm -hmm. July, you're off, you're off the list. We have nothing to do with you anymore, right? Mm -hmm. You enter university, well, now we are kind of looking after you, but we don't know you that well yet. So the transition, I think, is a huge problem. Well, for sure. Equally as it's between school and college, college and university, and then university and work. Mm -hmm. You are taught, we are kind of taught, I would say, in a bubble. One bubble done, onto the next one. There is no connection between them, right? For sure, for sure. Were you ever contacted by anybody from kind of your school saying, just checking how you're settling into university? like? Would you be? Unless you're friends with uh, your tutor like that, then yeah, but nobody actually cares. It's that sort of nine to five approach. Well, that's my job, but the fact that my student said that he has suicidal thoughts, like, I'm sorry, I feel bad, mm -hmm. but it's five, I need to be going home, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's also a huge problem. That's fair. I, I, I think I have a, like a different experience in that sense, because I went to a very sort of small local mm -hmm. school. So everyone knew everyone, you know what I mean? Right. So do you feel like people genuinely gave a shit? I, I do. Yeah. Like some of my teachers from back home would still contact me and ask me how I'm doing and, and you know, as in uh, 
how are you getting along? Mm-hmm. And they'd ask me because it's a very small environment, you know. Question is, if you weren't getting on fine, would you have said? Probably not. Exactly. Um, See, that's another thing. When you feel like you can go to someone because they say anytime, you know those people that come up to you and mm-hmm. say, oh, we need to go for a catch up anytime you need anything, you hit me up, girl. And it's like, oh, do you really care? No, you don't. Am I going to go and talk to you? No. I remember telling... I think some people do care, you know. It's just... Yeah, but the people that do care, you they wouldn't have to say that all the time, you know? That, that's yeah? true. Like, that's you just know true. they yeah, care. Yeah. No, that's true. Like, I'll, some people, I'll you just hit up that, saying... Yeah. You don't say... You don't hit them up saying, hey, I have a problem. And then you say, oh, tell me. It's literally like, hey, this is what happened. Like, yo, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. You know you can go to someone so openly. But people that keep repeating this... This happens with Twitter. I've seen my Twitter once over the my university experience. Why? Because I just didn't get on with them. I didn't trust them. I didn't think they cared. I didn't think they would provide me any help, mo- any more help that I would provide myself, you know, mm-hmm. by just talking to myself and thinking shit through. Yeah. And that's a huge problem. It is a huge problem. It uh, is. It is. But it's what do you think can be done in that sense? Well, you need to, to train to, because you need to train tutors as to what to do in particular circumstances. And then you need to be sure that so that you create the system to supplement your support services mm-hmm. because your support services can't do much. But if this system doesn't work, then you're just overwhelming your support services anyway. So you need to make sure that these systems are working efficiently and effectively, you know. Which like, they are not. No, yeah. You can't give a tutor 50 students and then give them no training and then expect, expect them to find out, you know, what the students are doing. You well, know yeah, and I mean? then uh, organize, what is it? Is it Khatasa happen once a year? The... At university, the meeting with your tutor group. Yeah, I've I've heard people. Some people have mm-hmm. had good experiences. Most, like myself, have had really underwhelming experiences. But you know what? Actually, yeah. I had um, a lecturer that we both know. Yeah. And we both um, really like. It's a lady. Even though she wasn't my tutor, I would go for a chat. Right. And we would be going over the things that I wasn't kind of sure about um, in the module that I, that she was teaching me at that time, and I would kind of just slide in the comment here and there. And she genuinely cared because mm, she would genuinely nice. ask. And that's so lovely. Yeah. So in my head, I knew I could go to her if I kind of was struggling with anything. Mm-hmm. She probably wouldn't be able to provide me that kind of support. I don't want to say the support I needed, but she couldn't do that much. But this is enough, you know. It's enough to just know that somebody actually cares. That, that's fair. Uh, I, uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, I think that's the number one problem with university, feeling like actually no one cares, that you would graduate and you would see someone at the graduation and they will ask, like, sir, where's the toilets? Because they don't realize you're a student, you know? They'll be thinking you're working at the event. And I think that's, that's what happens at university, that people don't even recognize you because there are just too many of us. That's true. Why? Because it's a business, right? Everybody is seen as, a, as someone that is bringing money and then if you're successful, of course they're gonna be, well, they're gonna say you came here. Of yeah, they're yeah, yeah. gonna put you on a poster in front of the building. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. So <laughs> quite literally, yeah, quite literally. Quite literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so guys, in 20 years, if you look out for someone's face, I probably oh, look yeah. at that. Look yeah, at that. Gas me up, yeah, gas me mm, up. I think now, for today I'm done. I don't wanna gas you up, it's on Monday. Okay. I think like we need to, we can increase it as the week goes by. You mean the gassing up? Oh, oh yeah, mm, oh, yeah, of course. But anyways, I think the conclusion is the fact that everybody probably knew about it already. The support system sucks. Um, there is something in place, but it's not working. Question is, is it in place just for the for the statistics, you know? I, I actually, like, they, it's not working efficiently. But for okay. the, the people that actually go through the support services, I think they benefit from it greatly. All right, okay. Yeah. Right, so the system itself is not that shit? Um, yeah. 
Yeah. So it's like the trip wasn't that bad, but the shame there were only two places on the trip and there exactly. were 10 people. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's a lovely conclusion. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On that note, um, we have one more thing left to do, and it's song suggestions. So uh, what do you have on my, in my mind? Uh, today, I have, yesterday, actually last night, I was listening to a Fire in the Booth by Wretch32. I think someone will be like, oh god. I, I don't know what, what that is. <laughs> you know, I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, is that a thing? Uh, uh, oh, mm, well, it is, yes. Uh, and the freestyle was over the intro by the XX. And I would highly recommend. It's quite, it's very famous. But whenever I'm kind of walking and it's late at night and I see some lights, I'm thinking, yeah, that's a perfect song. It kind of sets the vibe, sets the mood. If you want to chill, go for a walk, think a little bit. That's kind of, that would be my go-to. What about you? Um, You're probably gonna hear us with something completely different. Yeah, uh, no, I, it's not probably. It's definitely that most true. likely. Yeah, mm. um, I'm actually just trying to find what, uh, where they're from. Okay. Um, is it a band? It is a band. Okay. What's yeah. the vibe? Uh, okay, so it's. Uh, uh, never mind. I won't find out where they're from. I'll let you guys find out. Okay. Um, <laughs> it, uh, they're called. Um, where was it? Yeah, they're called Lake of Tears, so kind okay. of kind of sounds a bit gloomy. And their music a bit. is yeah, I know. Their music is quite uh, sort of like mellow in a way. Okay. Um, to chill too. To, yeah, to, to chill too. It's it's sort of like you know like um, like a soft beat, some guitars like electric, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's just like a, a mellow. mellow sort of, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a bit depressing, but they're quite nice. They're quite enjoy them yeah, two songs I think that come off the top of my head um, to blossom blue which you know uh, okay. and the other one is called um, forever autumn yeah you were these two are nice songs both sound depressing I'm they are both <laughs> depressing but okay. they're really nice on that note on that disappointing note I guess depressing. it depends what mood you're in that's fair if that's the vibe you're going for yeah. have a listen yeah all right and then we'll see you next time I guess Yes, we will. Bye. Bye-bye.